You know what I say, Chip? I um, say you can never have too much land. Yeah. <laughs> That's I know. what I say. I know. <laughs> yeah. Depends where it's located. Oh, yeah. Location, location, location. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well Promised Land is probably a good location, I would have to guess. That's probably the best. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. So welcome back to Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. We're yes. going to continue in the book of Jeremiah today. Jeremiah's chap- chapter, 30 chapters, excuse me, 32 through 34. Okay. So chapter 32 starts like this. Jeremiah's land purchase. Hmm. The following message came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the 10th year of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah. This was also the 18th year of the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar. Jerusalem was then under siege from the Babylonian army, and Jeremiah was imprisoned in the courtyard of the guard in the royal palace. King Zedekiah had put him there, asking why he kept giving this prophecy. This is what the Lord says. I am about to hand this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will take it. King Zedekiah will be captured by the Babylonians and taken to meet the king of Babylon face to face. He will take Zedekiah to Babylon, and I will deal with him there, says the Lord. If you fight against the Babylonians, you will never succeed. At that time, the Lord sent me a message, and he said, Your cousin Hanamel, son of Shalom, will come and say to you, Buy my field at Anathoth. By the law, you have the right to buy it before it's offered to anybody else. Then, just as the Lord said he would, my cousin Hanamel came to me and came and visited me in the prison. He said, Please buy my field at Anathoth in the land of Benjamin. By law, you have the right to buy it before it is offered to anyone else. So buy it for yourself. Then I knew that the message I had heard was from the Lord. So I bought the field at Anathoth, paying Hanamel 17 pieces of silver for it. I signed and sealed the deed of purchase before witnesses, weighed out the silver, and paid him. Then I took the sealed deed and unsealed copy of the deed, which is contain, which contained the terms and conditions of the purchase. And I handed them to Baruch, son of Neriah, and grandson of Maaseiah. I did all this in the presence of my cousin Hanamel, the witnesses who had signed the deed, and all the men of Judah who were in the courtyard of the guardhouse. Then I said to Baruch, as they all listened, This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Take both this sealed deed and the unsealed copy and put them in a pottery jar to preserve them for a long time. For this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Someday people will again own property here in this land and will buy and sell houses and vineyards and fields. Jeremiah's prayer. Then after I had given the papers to Baruch, I prayed to the Lord. O sovereign Lord, You made the heavens and the earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You show unveiling love to thousands, but you also bring the consequences of generation sin upon the next. You are the great and powerful God, the Lord of heaven's armies. You have all wisdom and do great mighty miracles. You see the conduct of all the people and you give them what they deserve. You perform miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. Things still remember to this day. And you've continued to do great miracles in Israel and all around the world. You have made your name famous to this day. You brought Israel out of Egypt with mighty signs and wonders, with a strong hand and a powerful arm, and with overwhelming terror. You gave the people of Israel this land that you had promised their ancestors long before, a land flowing with milk and honey. Our ancestors came and conquered it and lived in it, but they refused to obey you or follow your word. They have not done anything you commanded. That is why you have sent them this terrible disaster. See how the siege ramps have been built against the city walls? Through war, famine, and disease, a city will be handed over to the Babylonians who will conquer it. Everything has happened just as you said, and yet, O sovereign Lord, you've told me to buy the field, paying good money for it before these witnesses, even though the city will be soon handed over to the Babylonians. A Prediction of Jerusalem's Fall 
Then this message came to Jeremiah from the Lord. I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I will hand this city over to the Babylonians and to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he will capture it. The Babylonians outside the walls will come in and set fire to the city. They will burn down all these houses where the people provoked my anger by burning incense to Baal on the rooftops and by pouring out liquid offerings to other gods. Israel and Judah have done nothing but wrong since their earliest days. They have infuriated me with all their evil deeds, says the Lord. From the time this city was built until now, it has done nothing but anger me, so I am determined to get rid of it. The sins of Israel and Judah, the sins of the people of Jerusalem, the kings, the officials of the priests, and the prophets have stirred up my anger. My people have turned their backs on me and have refused to return. Even though I diligently taught them, they would not receive instruction or obey. They set up their abominable idols right in my temple, defiling it. They built pagan shrines to Baal in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, and there they sacrificed their sons and daughters to Molech. I have never commanded such a horrible deed. It never crossed my mind to command such a thing. What an incredible evil causing Judah to sin so greatly. A promise of restoration. Now I want to say something more about this city. You have been saying it will fall to the king of Babylon through war, famine, and disease. But this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I will certainly bring my people back again from all the countries where I will scatter them in my fury. I will bring them back to this very city and let them live in peace and safety. They will be my people and I will be their God. And I will give them one heart and one purpose to worship me forever for their own good and for the good of all their descendants. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good for them. I will put a desire in their hearts to worship me and they will never leave me. I will find joy doing good for them and will faithfully and wholeheartedly replant them in this land. This is what the Lord says. Just as I have brought all these calamities on them, so I will do all the good I promised them. Fields will again be bought and sold in this land about which you now say it has been ravaged by the Babylonians, a desolate land where people and animals have all disappeared. Yes, fields will once again be bought and sold, deeds signed and sealed and witnessed in the land of Benjamin and here in Jerusalem, in the towns of Judah, in the hill country, in the foothills of Judah, and in the Negev too. For someday I will restore property or prosperity to them. I, the Lord, have spoken. Promises of Peace and Prosperity, Jeremiah chapter 33. While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the Lord gave him this second message. This is what the Lord says, The Lord who made the earth, who formed and established it, whose name is the Lord. Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. You have torn down the houses of this city and even the king's palace to get materials to strengthen the walls against the siege ramps and the swords of the enemy. You expect to fight the Babylonians, but the men of the city are already as good as dead, for I have determined to destroy them in my terrible anger. I have abandoned them because of all their wickedness. Nevertheless, the time will come when I will heal Jerusalem's wounds and give it prosperity and true peace. I will restore the fortunes of Judah and Israel and rebuild their towns. I will cleanse them of their sins against me and forgive all their sins of rebellion. Then the city will bring me joy, glory, and honor before all the nations of the earth. The people of the world will see all the good I do for my people, and they will tremble with awe at the peace and prosperity that I provide for them. This is what the Lord says. 
you have said this is a desolate land where people and animals have all disappeared. Yet in the empty streets of Jerusalem and Judah's other towns, there will be heard once more the sounds of joy and laughter. The joyful voices of bridegrooms and brides will be heard again, along with the joyous songs of people bringing thanksgiving offerings to the Lord. They will sing, Give thanks to the Lord of heaven's armies, for the Lord is good, his faithful love endures forever. For I will restore the prosperity of this land to what it was in the past, says the Lord. This is what the Lord of heaven's army says. This land, though it is now desolate and has no people and animals, will once more have pastures where shepherds can lead the flocks. Once again, shepherds will count their flocks in the towns of the hill country, the foothills of Judah, the Negev, the land of Benjamin, the vicinity of Jerusalem, and all the towns of Judah. I, the Lord, have spoken. The day will come, says the Lord, when I will do for Israel and Judah all the good things I have promised them. In those days and at that time, I will raise up a righteous descendant from King David's line. He will do what's just and right throughout the land. In that day, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live safety, live in safety. And this will be its name. The Lord is our righteousness. But this is what the Lord says. David will have a descendant sitting on the throne of Israel forever. And there will always be Levitical priests to offer burnt offerings and grain offerings and sacrifices to me. Then this message came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. If you can break my covenant with the day and the night so that one does not follow the other, only then will I break my covenant with my servant. Only then will my covenant with my servant David be broken. Only then will he no longer have a descendant to reign on his throne. The same is true for my covenant with the Levitical priests who minister before me. And as the stars of the sky cannot be counted and the sand on the shore cannot be measured, so I will multiply the descendants of my servant David and the Levites who minister before me. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said this, Have you noticed what people are saying? The Lord chose Judah and Israel and then abandoned them. They are sneering and saying that Israel is not worthy to be counted as a nation. But this is what the Lord says, I would no more reject my people than I would change my laws that govern night and day, earth and sky. I will never abandon the descendants of Jacob or David, my servant, or change the plan that David's descendants will rule the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Instead, I will restore them to their land and have mercy on them. A warning for Zedekiah. Jeremiah chapter 34. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came with all the armies from the kingdoms he ruled, and he fought against Jerusalem and the towns of Judah. At that time, this message came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go to King Zedekiah of Judah and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I am about to hand this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will burn it down. You will not escape his grasp, but will be captured and taken to meet the king of Babylon face to face. Then you will be exiled to Babylon. But listen to the promise from the Lord, O Zedekiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord says. You will not be killed in war, but will die peacefully. People will burn incense in your memory, just as they did for your ancestors. The kings who preceded you, they will mourn for you, crying, Alas, our master is dead. This I have decreed, says the Lord. So Jeremiah the prophet delivered the message to King Zedekiah of Judah. At this time, the Babylonian army was besieging Jerusalem, Lachish, and Azekah, the only fortified cities of Judah not yet captured. Freedom for Hebrew slaves. This message came to Jeremiah from the Lord after King Zedekiah made a covenant with the people, proclaiming freedom for the slaves. He had ordered all the people to free their Hebrew slaves, both men and women. No one was to keep a fellow Judean in bondage. The officials and all the people had obeyed the king's command. But later, they changed their minds. They 
took back men and women they had freed, forcing them to be slaves again. So the Lord gave this message through Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I made a covenant with your ancestors long ago when I rescued them from their slavery in Egypt. I told them that every Hebrew slave must be freed after serving six years, but your ancestors paid no attention to me. Recently you repented and did what was right, following my command. You freed your slaves and made a solemn covenant with me in the temple that bears my name. But now you have shrugged off your oath and defiled my name by taking back the men and women you had freed, forcing them to be slaves once again. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. Since you have not obeyed me by settling your country, setting your countrymen free, I will set you free to be destroyed by war, disease, and famine. You will be an object of horror to all the nations of the earth. Because you have broken the terms of our covenant, I will cut you apart, just as you cut apart the calf when you walk between its halves to solemnize your vows. Yes, I will cut you apart, whether you are officials of Judah or Jerusalem, court officials, priests, or common people, for you have broken your oath. I will give you to your enemies, and they will kill you. Your bodies will be food for the vultures and the wild animals." I will hand over King Zedekiah of Judah and his officials to the army of the king of Babylon. And although they have left Jerusalem for a while, I will call the Babylonian armies back again. They will fight against this city and will capture it and burn it down. I will see to it that all the towns of Judah are destroyed with no one living there. Okay, that is our reading. Don't mess with God. Yeah. I mean, that's loud and clear. No kidding. Well, we're going to answer our two questions. Our so what and our where's Jesus. Yeah. These are great chapters for so what's. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of neat things in here. Um, so I thought about for the so what today, um, the fact that we read in, in 32, he says, And yet, O sovereign Lord, you've told me to buy the field, mm. paying good money for it, before these witnesses. So he says, go buy a field, pay a lot of money for it, yeah. and people are going to watch it, even though the city will soon be handed over to the Babylonians. So... I look at that and I'm like, that's a waste of time and that's a waste of money. Mm-hmm. But again, we just read, you don't mess with God. Right. So <laughs> if God says something, that's where the fear of the Lord, a healthy biblical, a biblically based fear of the Lord comes into play where if God says it, we do it. And what people say is that settles it. You know, we might not understand it, get it, grasp it, mm-hmm. like it, agree with it, but he says it. And so we either do it or don't do it. You know, and you think back in times in your life where you just sense God telling you to do something. You know, I remember vividly, you know, many years ago, God told me to um, leave this certain ministry. It didn't make any sense really at the time. Didn't any have any other job. But I, I just said, I really sense God's doing this. And I was really felt val- validated years and years after that and encouraged. And, and, and sometimes it's the people closest to you that that don't get it, that right. don't understand it. Yeah. And I don't even get it sometimes. But if I feel like God's telling me, and clearly in Scripture, if he's telling you to do something, you do it. And you might have people, this is where it's hard, close family members or friends that might not have your back on that one. Yeah. And what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so that's that's the tough one. But I think sometimes the lesson here is that God will tell us to do something that doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. but we should do it. And Absolutely. He, and he did it. Yeah, and he blesses us for it. I think uh, personally, I'll share something personal with that. Um, people will often say things to Hannah and I like, well, what else could you do? You know, what else What else could you be doing right now? You know, because we're very busy people. Mm-hmm. Um, between me being a postgraduate student and a pastor and, 
Hannah's got a million irons in the fire, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we try to be very discerning about what God is calling us to do. And, yeah. um, you know, so sometimes the, mm-hmm. the discouragement to follow God can be um, very innocent and very uh, kind of in passing, but it still lands, you know, when someone says like, well, how much more are you going to take on? And the, the reality is that with Hannah and I, we're very intentional about doing the things God has called us to, nothing more, yeah. nothing less. That's right. You know, you're very supportive and yeah. you're, you're, you're really yeah. cool about that and, and yeah, supporting absolutely. that. But I think, and, and people with great intentions sure. will say, sure. you know, and, and I'm not talking about the joking, like people are like, oh, when's Hannah going to start doing something, you know? Oh, and, like, yeah. that's funny. Sure. Like, we all get that that's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. But when people say things like, you know, yeah. she's going to, she's going to, you know, burn herself Being out. Critical. And, and yeah. I love the intention of that, the heart of that, the love but be very careful and, and do that. Check people, do that, but be very careful not to discourage people who are looking at you yeah. and saying, God's called me to this. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, and, and usually what happens is if we say that to somebody, they say, awesome, well, I have your back, you know, and, yeah. that's, and that's great. And we love that. So I'm not trying to single anyone out or say that anyone's discouraged us from doing that, but I think it can happen. Okay. So where's Jesus in this? That was a good word, Chip. Mm-hmm. Where's Jesus in this? Uh, man, so we read about this peace and prosperity thing. This is so confusing to me. In those days and at that time, I'll raise up a righteous descendant from David's line. Okay, if you've been with us for any amount of time, you know that's Jesus. Uh, and in that day, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. We're talking about the eternal kingdom here, right? But then he says, he ties it to, and there will always be Levites. And that just confuses me. (laughs) So uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to do some research after this, and Mm. I'm sure that'll be in our next Q&A about what the heck's going on there. Mm. Um, But there is talk about in the end times, there is a sacrificial system um, in place. So not at the very end in the eternal kingdom necessarily, but there is talk about a restored temple and sacrifices. And I think maybe Mm. Ezekiel talks about that. It's been a little while since I studied that. But... Um, I'm going to do some researching. But in the meantime, we know that this one who's coming from the line of David is the Christ. It is Jesus, Mm -hmm. the Messiah. And so, and in that time, we will live in safety. And the name of that city will be the Lord is our righteousness, which is uh, Jehovah Sidkenu. So Hmm. that's it. That's where Jesus is. Wow, very good. I know, I'm going to have to, yeah. I, it got, that piqued my interest. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah I think you're on to something there. And we're getting to Ezekiel at some point yes. pretty soon. Yeah, not so long from maybe now. Maybe he'll answer the question for us. Maybe <laughs> he will. All right, guys. Well, I hope you have a great day. Yeah, have a good one. And we will read the Bible to you tomorrow. Yeah, make sure you get your T-shirts and your mugs and yeah. share this with people. Invite people to join us for the New Testament. Hopefully you didn't ignore me yesterday when I said that. Right. Uh, that's a big deal. October 1st, New very, Testament. Oh, very big deal. Livingalegacy.church slash Bible in a year, October 1st, New Testament. All right, guys. Go buy some property. Yes, that's right. And buy, buy the property if God tells you to. Bye.